Let's Talk Shop, the podcast where creativity meets industry knowledge. Whether you're a design student, a seasoned engineer, or a budding artist, this show helps you unlock your design potential and explores the elements that shape the world of design. Brought to you by Chitkara Design School, Chandigarh. This is Let's Talk Shop, where creativity thrives and design takes center stage. Greetings, our fellow viewers, and welcome to Chitkara Design School's very own podcast, Let's Talk Shop. Here, we do our very best to help our students gain the exposure that they need in their future with their pursuits in design. I am Sahar, your host for today. And with me here is Mr. Arjun Gupte, the CEO of Appy Monkeys, a company which focuses on making several modes of animation easy and accessible to almost anybody, even children. So, sir, let's talk about your company that you started way back in 2004. Quietman Studios was something that you started at a very early stage of your career. How do you say were the hardest parts that you had while starting the company? Did you have any prior experience that you had to understand? Because there may be many aspiring students who would want to go ahead and start their own studio someday. Could you perhaps share a little bit about your experience? Yeah, so I did start at the age of 25. Uh, but before I started the studio, I worked for about five to six years. So I didn't just start it after becoming a student. I worked in TV, I worked in feature films, I worked in games. And, you know, I have a solid amount of production experience behind so uh, technically, you kind of know what you're doing, where that is. And uh, when you start, you don't start with huge projects. You start with smaller projects and you kind of ramp up as you go. So that would be one thing I think that would help. Don't take very huge projects. Take smaller ones that you can control. And then you kind of learn on the job as you go. Uh, running a studio is not just about doing animation effects. It's also about managing people, setting budgets, and uh, you know getting the work out at a certain quality at a certain time. So all of that is something which... Um, it's very hard to learn. You kind of have to do it and then learn by doing it. So that really helped. So I started small and built it up over the years. So as you say, knowing what you want to do over the years, you start off by working on smaller projects and then moving on larger ones. Many students struggle to find their sweet spot, where they might fit in best, something they would only want to stick with, something that gives them excitement. So I think it's different things for different people. Some people have a very clear idea when they start of like this is what they want to do and they stick to it. And some people kind of discover it on the way, but the important thing is to start. So once you start and you try different things, you kind of figure out, you know, what you like doing and what you're good at. And the sweet spot is these two things, you know, what you're good at and what you like doing. And the third thing is, of course, being good enough that someone pays you money for it. That is the holy triangle. So if you get all three working, then that's pretty much your career path. Right? So for me, it was character animation. I like animating characters. That was my starting. And then after that, slowly I got into visual development or storyboarding and script development. And all of that actually came together because when you're running a studio, you end up doing all these things. So yeah, try out as many things as you can. The one that you like and you know that you get better as you go on, that's the one to carry on with. And then I think naturally people kind of figure that out. Talking about stepping into the industry, when you first got the taste of what goes on in the industry back then, would you say it's any different from what it is now? When you first start off as someone who's new to something, it's all, you know, the same. Whether I think it was 1940s or 1950s or even now. Because uh, you have to learn a lot and still produce something. 
So that goal has to be there, and you need a certain amount of discipline to be able to do that. So uh, as long as you have those core principles that you're disciplined, uh, you're hardworking, and you want to actually do better, I think it's the same for everyone. So is there a certain mindset that one could perhaps have while taking this step? Many may find it easy to do, but some do fear stepping into this. It is, after all, a whole new chapter in our lives. Is there a mindset that can be developed over the years? Like you said, taking smaller jobs, starting off with freelancing, before actually jumping into the bigger picture. So when you say bigger picture, you're never given a large project instead. Right? You basically are a very tiny cog when you start off and you're just doing one small part of the whole project. But what it lets you do is it kind of lets you learn by watching other people. Whereas if you freelance by yourself right at the beginning, you don't really understand and you kind of stay locked into that level for pretty much the rest of your life. So if you work with people who are better than you and you see them all working as a team, that kind of makes your you know, ability to do stuff also get much better over the years. So for example, when I first started off, uh, you know, I didn't much about storyboarding or about pre-visualization, but when I joined my first production studio, um, they said, you seem to have an eye for cameras, so they put us in the pre-visualization department. And then after spending a few months there, I became, at least I understood the fundamentals of pre-visualization. So when you work in larger projects and companies, uh, your talent is a lot more, right? So you can explore a lot. There'll be a department, there'll be another department, which is animation, one business, visualization, there's a post-production department. So if you go to a company, it kind of has all these facets. Whereas if you're freelancing, you only do, you know, what you can do. So that's the difference. So I always tell all my students when you first start off, try to get a broad experience. And then depending on what you like and what you're good at, it will start narrowing down, then automatically you kind of find your path. So animating for what it has become today, what people see on the screens these days. People have been seeing it for years and now they're yearning for more. Perhaps perfection or more unique ideas which are out of the box. Many animators or even creators then tend to over-criticize themselves and make it something they just have to do better than themselves. So some people might not get that spot, whether it should be less or more, which way they want to strive forward to. So how do you go on about this when it comes to judging one's own work? The fact is that uh, time is a limitation there. So you have to understand this fundamental fact. As students, you don't get it because you know you submit an assignment and you might get an extension and you get time to polish it. But in the real world, uh, every job has a meter ticking and it costs money, right? It's costing the studio boss money, people are paying salaries, you know, you're paying electricity. So everything comes with a limit. So when you join a large production, or you join a studio, everybody operates within those limitations. So if you work in a place where that's happening consistently for a series of projects, you start developing in a sense of what you can do in a given amount of time. You know, depending on the resources you have. You know, if I have 1,500 people, if I have 50 people, if I have 20 people, uh, what my budget is for that. So that's really, really important, right? So, um, you know, you could, uh, for example, if you're a director, you can work with a small film group of 12 people. You can also work with a film group of 500 people. But ultimately, you have to produce a certain quality of work within that amount of time. So you kind of get that sense when you work on a lot of projects. You know, it's very hard to do it before you go. So it keeps coming back to the same thing I was saying before, which is uh, go and work in places where there are projects which are ongoing, where there's already a professional team. And that's something you pick up from there. 
there's no set answer to it because there are a lot of variables. It depends on the kind of project that comes in. Now, a Disney project that comes in, we have a huge budget with a lot of people and the expectations are very high. You know, a smaller independent production will probably not have such a higher budget. And we may have an even more crunch timeline, but you have to learn to operate within limitations. Thank you so much, sir, for being here. It was such a pleasure to be talking to you. I had an amazing time, and I'm sure our viewers did too. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Let's Talk Shop. To learn more about Chitkara Design School, visit our website at chitkara.edu.in. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep designing. This is Let's Talk Shop, presented by Chitkara Design School, Chandigarh.